I come from the mindset of never, ever, ever give up. I've got um, you know a business that you know a lot of a lot of people here have worked so hard as well, you know, for so long, and I, I can't give it up. I can't do it. Uh, how am I going? I haven't had time to sit sit down and kind of think about it, but I I think I think if I do sit down and kind of I think I'm just going to fall in a heap. Today on Dirty Linen, we are talking to Joseph Argetto and. You're our first return guest, Joe. I'm really oh, wow. thrilled that it's very special. that we, I know. I got the callback. You got the callback uh, because your episode was very popular. People got a lot out of it. Um, and, you know, we're in such a different zone now. When we chatted, it was a very different Melbourne. We were in the depths of our second lockdown and we talked so much about all the different things that you were doing in your business, but also your really fond passion and abiding love for the industry and your optimism really because you never had any doubt that we were going to come out the other side of this as a city and that you were going to come out of this as a as a restaurateur and indeed uh you know we're in a pretty good place now I'm scared to say that you know we're through it and it's over because there's still so many challenges but let's just take a moment to say yay (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely right. Yeah, we. Um, I think what you said before was that the depths of, uh, and I, I don't think anyone kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, we, or we as a as a as a business, we kind of rallied around each other and we said, okay, no one's going to kind of break us. Um, I said, all right, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, I'm going to you know beat whatever drum and. And I'll do things that I've been kind of keeping keeping under wraps for a long time, and let's just let's just uh, release them now. But I think now is a different time, and um, and these in November, like feel I look back now compared to last year. You know, we had huge groups coming through. We had Mussy, which was uh, you know busy, busy for lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner. And I've I looked through some of the photos, and it's just a the the landscape and the the feeling is just everything is so different right now um, and it's trying to rebuild businesses where you try to do it in three or four months and you kind of kind of hit a hit a hit a sing a sing note you know after you get time together with all your staff but now you have to build everything within three or four days it's just uh, and lucky for the restrictions I have to say as much as I'm a I'm a fan for these restrictions because we need some time to kind of get the groove back um and you know we've been kind of delivering takeaways and doing online things but now we need to kind of build a team that uh you know a bit like a basketball team you know the front of house we you know put that there he'll take it he or she will take it to the kitchen that person's going to look after the front door and you know you're kind of moving again but it's all been dismantled and now we just got to build everything back up again it's just crazy Danny absolutely crazy yeah it is it's it's so there's so much I mean I I think there's an impression out there in the community that you know restaurants are open and things are back and everyone must be doing fine now of course it's not that simple restaurants are working with very restricted numbers and as you say you've got to reconstruct your teams it would be a, a rare restaurant that managed to hang on to everybody through this period I mean it's generally an industry with a lot of turnover and I know that you've recruited through this period uh, so we should talk about that because we are talking we are focusing on staffing today um, I mean maybe we could just 
uh, we can we can frame it a little bit by what I've just been doing today, which is doing the last day of the Attica Soup project. So this uh, little soup uh, project that I started with Ben Shuri at Attica in April, and I was just I was actually just reflecting on it and going back through some of our early emails as we started to organise it with Ben and his partner Kylie, um, and just you know I think. If in that flurry of emails that we sent back and forth in April, deciding to assist temporary visa holders in, uh, with in a very tangible way, just by giving them soup once a week. Uh, if we thought we'd still be doing it in November, uh, we, yeah, I don't think we would have started it to be frank. But um, here it is, and the reason we're stopping it is because a lot of the people that we've been assisting have now found work, which is great. That's really really excellent. But I think what has become apparent is not only are they finding work, but they are in hot demand because the landscape of employment has, has really changed. So tell me about how that is going from your point of view. Mm, yep. Um, that's a very, 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 very good question, very good, very good thing to ask because um, I'm kind of in, in, the, in the middle of it and I see it from, from both ends. And a, and a, a comment that I, ha- that I was... Um, that I overheard or I was part of the conversation was that um, before the government didn't want us and they, they said, well, they have to leave or they can draw on the superannuation and so on. And a lot of the visa, a lot of the visa holders felt very um, neglected. And however, now, uh, our, like me, I'm a citizen of Australia, I get all the rights of Australia and so on. Um, a lot of our uh, so-called... Um, um, ones that sh- you know kind of should be kind of standing up at the plate now aren't applying for any any roles uh, I put a job ad for front of house I've put a job ad for a senior sous chef I put a job out for commies I put a, co- a job out and I think I've had about 90 applicants and all from overseas applicants uh, visa holders uh, I interviewed and trialed, and they said, no, we can't work tomorrow because I've got another trial, I've got another trial, I've got another trial. And I kind of grouped together a, a good bunch of good bunch of people, really good attitudes, and they're all gone again. Like they've been offered another job, they've offered more money from somewhere else. Um, their, their job set or their skill set isn't, isn't, you know, high in the, you know, they haven't had huge amounts of experience but they're just being attracted by other things, whether it be money or whether it be uh, travel time or they don't have to travel so far. Or, But I'm struggling. Like, I'm absolutely struggling. Like, in the last few days, we were open the Wednesday, um, uh, no, sorry, the Thursday we were open. I'm doing absolutely everything. Like, literally from mopping the floor to, to you, you name it. Um, luckily, I've got a kind of, you know, three or four people that have, have, stayed, have stayed by, but I've wanted to open open musty in the city but I haven't got the staff to do it so again I'm just kind of rallying the the troops together have a trial uh, visa again another visa holder you know whether four five seven or they're looking a student visa or, or or so on and they may they may spend a week here they get a little bit of experience and they're just nabbed by someone else um, and I and I have this feeling is that the way that we projected ourselves or the government projected ourselves or what we did at right at the start it's now come to bite us in the bum big time because now they're going, well, okay, you didn't want me before, like not me, but didn't want me before and I had to fend for myself and I've had to draw upon my savings and now this is what I want. 
and they've got three or four jobs that, they, uh, that they're going for, and good luck to them. You know, I don't, have a, I don't have an ill feeling about that. I think now they should be, uh, be all worth, you know, whether they are from um, Korea or Taiwan or Nepal or Italy or you name it. It's like, uh, okay, well done. And I, I call out to all the, all the chefs in front of house that, uh, that are so-called, you know, have all the rights in, in Australia and able, and able to work. And they're not here. They're not coming through. So that's what I feel is that there's, a, there's been a hangover, let's say, from how hospitality was prior. And they've gone, all right, I'm, I'll go into the job keeper or job seeker. I think it's more the job seeker thing. And hospitality is now reopened. And I'm going, well, I really don't have to go. And uh, I've got till either end of December or kind of early March. I'll do maybe some a little bit of work here or there. And and I really don't want to get back into hospitality full time. And now we've got two worlds colliding. And as much as you try to um, uh, try to um, ha have these these beautiful people in your establishment, now they have now they have the power. And good luck, I say. And well, you know, it's one of these things where. Restrictions are easing, um, and we're allowed to have more people into the into the business. You know, from ten to twenty people per per booking, or uh, large groups outside. And now you have to. I think what you have to do is create a, a business model or a to suit what you have in actual uh, menu wise. You can't have it too extreme. You can't have it like twelve or fifteen or sixteen people in your kitchen. There's restrictions as well of about how many people can actually work in your business as well, the masks, the you know the one point square meter. So there's a huge amount of factors, but one one uh, thing as well is that um, now the visa um, uh, applicants have now able to pick and choose where they want to go. And well, so what do you do? I mean, as as I mean, you say you know, good luck to them. They should be able to choose where they want to work, and you know, yeah, of course, you know, they they should. But I mean, why you and you're in queue? So I suppose if someone lives in the city, which a lot of the international students, for example, do, or you know, a lot, a lot of them live at South Bank around there. So I guess it's like a forty five minute, um, forty five minute tram ride so I can understand people wanting a job closer to home but I'm surprised to hear that that they're telling you they're being offered more money elsewhere because um I mean you're paying the paying the award right and oh, paying above the paying above the award and doing uh you know every hour is every hour is paid there's you know it's it's all pretty ship shaped around at Mr Bianco absolutely but the it is ship shape, you know. I haven't uh, missed ever a superannuation payment. I've always been uh, for, uh, forthright with my uh, payments. We've got two bookkeepers, my wife doing all the hours. I don't get involved, but um, and we pay above the wards. You know, the thing is, it's a it's it's a great it's great. We start at twelve or one o'clock, and we have service by six, and, uh, and that's from uh, Monday to Wednesday. And then you know, Sundays off. And we close for a couple of weeks at the end of the year. So. All public holidays, we never work. Yeah, well, I'm sold. <laughs> if only I could cook. <laughs> um, so, yeah, interesting. It's very interesting. And I'm just going, I'm just scratching my head going, okay, so what else do I need to do to attract and retain? So I'm very, I'm very lucky that the, I have a, 
uh, a few people around me that have been with me for four, five, six, seven years. And, you know, we're creating some other things as well, online, mozzarella businesses and doing other kind of deliveries. deliveries and But I want to relaunch Masi in the city and I'm trying to kind of uh, have someone here that's worked with me for, for a little bit and then we can then kind of groom this person, whether it be in the kitchen in front of house, and then uh, situate them in the city. But I can't get any traction. Um, and I don't think I'm the only one out there. If if someone I uh, and that's the that's the biggest issue I'm I'm finding as well. Well, I think Joe, Joe everybody's talking about it. It's the only thing that I suppose talking about it, uh, you know, and it's happening in Melbourne. It's definitely happening in the regions. I think there's definitely it's a, definitely a, it's a seller's market in terms of um, hospitality workers, both front and back of house. Let's talk about um, Daniela Vichetti, who is a he came to Australia on a working holiday visa. He spent some time at Vudemond, um, hadn't been there very long when the pandemic hit. Uh, and he wasn't able to stick around there. He ended up at Fair Share for a little while, um, a charity kitchen, uh, which was excellent. They were able to employ quite a few visa holders, and then you found him. So I, I guess what I'd love to hear from you is, you know, how you sort of nurture. I mean, did you see Daniele and think, oh my goodness, I really want, I want this guy, and I want to hang on to him? And tell me about what you've done to sort of nurture him and and give him a, a role and a way forward in your business. Absolutely. So Daniele came came to me, I think, right in the midst of again the the, the real doom and gloom. Like we're talking, it was my birthday, August the ninth. I think it was around that time when it was just. I don't think anyone knew where where we were going to go or how this was going to end. And um, <clears throat> and how, however, I said, okay, I need to have someone in the business that I want to groom and, you know, and make sure that I'm providing them, you know, how to, how to cost correctly, how to, how to run a business. Because the fact is you can learn how to cook. And I think a lot of, a lot of chefs out there are very, very good at what they do in cooking, but the difference between a, gr a good, a good cook or a chef or someone is someone that can run a business. And that's the, the and that's something that you know, from an experience of a diner that walks in from the door and the food can be good to, you know, pretty good. But again, it's the service component that makes it absolutely outstanding. And I, and I think with uh, Daniela, I said, okay, let's, let's hone the fundamentals really, really closely. Let's make sure that the sources are correct and, and the fundamentals are done. But I want to teach you how to, how to think uh, efficiently and effectively. And he He's a very, very intelligent uh, um, cook or a chef. Uh, he had a bad run in the sense of he was going to, from one workplace to the other workplace and that workplace kind of closed down and they had enough kind of JobKeeper elements in that business. And I was very lucky to, to, for him to come here. He's, uh, he has a great, uh, great mind here. He's a very, very positive, very positive person and extremely hard worker. Um, and he is just a joy to joy to work with. Um, but again, he has this. I think a lot of us have this kind of black cloud that's lingering in the background, kind of going, "Okay, I I kind of commit to you, but how long maybe is this going to last? Is it going to be another lockdown like what we did in first of June, and then all of a sudden four weeks later, kabanga? You know, things were running running well. I was 
I was, you know, making sure that the staff were, were getting um, getting trained and we were working towards, you know, another big kind of uh, functions and Christmas and 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 city and, and the city was, you know, getting back on it and then just knocked down again. And and I think for, for me it feel, it just feels like I've went to the Second World War, I've gone to the Korean War, and now it's the Vietnam War. And I don't know if I can take another one. Like I'm so battle hardened, uh, I'm just become I've just become this robot. Like just da 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 efficient, 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 efficient. Because I I don't have any time to waste. Um, I just people say to me, can I can I meet you in the morning at like at nine thirty? And I was like, I don't have the time. I just gotta I just gotta do the specifics right at the moment. I've got. You know the the other place in the city to 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 kind of get up and running. I've got queue to manifest a really really good working environment. Uh, I've got this online uh, pastor pastor and and kind of you know cook at home and working with Mini as well. And there's this, there's a lot lot to do. But one thing I always say: once you take your eye off from the kitchen and you, and people come in for that consistent food and they don't get it and they don't get the recognition, they walk away and they tell you with your feet. So it's very, very important to uh, attract the right one and uh, the right people. But I think the best thing to do is you select via um, attitude. You know, I get a lot of a lot of chefs, a lot of front of house. That the resume looks fantastic, and then you know, a couple of uh, things were to go a little bit haywire, and they just don't have the the um, uh, that that kind of way to you know see a scenario and see out of it and get the and get out of it right you know I suppose one thing I wonder about is, is when you've got a, such a staffing shortage um, and you feel like you haven't quite found the right person uh, they don't quite do the thing that you need them to do for your business I feel like there's a danger that standards will slip because, and I'm not saying specifically in your business, but in general, if people need, you know, they just need a body there because they need to get the door open and it might not be someone with quite the right skills or attitude. I think what I, what I fear is that, you know, the, the standards that we, that we love about the Melbourne hospitality industry will slip a little bit because uh, there just aren't the skilled people around to, uh, to keep them as high as we would love them to be. Correct. And I've seen a lot of job ads as well because I, you know, read a lot of the job ads out there as well and seeing what, seeing what other places are doing. And there's a, there's a little um, point, a lot of them are putting this little point down the bottom. It says, you know, must have, um, uh, must not be, uh, uh, must not carry a, an overseas visa um, because no, uh, no uh, visas will be done. And, and I said to myself, good luck if you can find the ones that are you know, kind of Australian chefs or front of house. You know, good luck. It's like there's such a shortage at the moment. And pre-March, there was such a shortage. But I I tried to analyze, because I, obviously I knew I was coming on the show today. I was trying to analyze what went wrong. And I think it was like this. Hospitality, pre-March, we were in the weeds. Okay, We were deep in the weeds anyway. And a lot of a lot of people said, you know what? I'm going to try to find something else. So a lot of I, a lot of people uh, in the kitchen have tried to find something outdoors. Uh, whether they want to do something uh, landscaping or they want to do something which is just outdoors, and they're taking kind of builder jobs, they're taking uh, uh, 
uh, and I went, okay, so we had a shortage before, but it was kind of you kind of kind of got through because you know we had um, the the guys on on the visa to to make up that 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 uh, that loss there. But then obviously when the government said, oh, you know, if there's nothing for you here, basically catch a plane. I lost literally twenty five percent to thirty percent of my staff. They could they took a plane. And they either went to Italy, they went back to Italy, they went back to to France, they went back to you name it, and it's just gone. Like literally, intellectual property of three to four years just walked out the door. So you know, if I were to say, "Hey, go to the back," you know, and grab the stuff from the top shelf, I'd go, "Well, where's the back, and where's the top shelf?" So I literally had to start again, you know. And that's the thing. It's like, my God, and it didn't help as well as that. You've got you know, the the delivery service and, and so on and you got the curfew at eight o'clock and there was there was no upskilling. There was no kind of trying to have someone, you know, okay, this is what you're gonna do for a couple of months and once you do that I'm gonna then give you other roles and other jobs and whatever else and I'm gonna get teach you how to do the ordering and that, and then leave you alone for a little bit and you don't have to me have me bearing over you and no. It was literally, you know, uh kind of Joe just gotta get through and you gotta do it and you don't have any any opportunity for uh, uh, you know for for stuff ups, so I pretty much did a lot of, a lot of the a lot of the things, and you know I didn't sleep a lot, but um, I just had to get through and carry the businesses carry the businesses through. And we had uh, Danny, we had some really we had you know Masi and Mr Bianco were, was was thriving, and and they were in they were in really good shape. And now it's just it's devastated. It's just literally. Um, made everything so so hard in getting everything up and up and running again. And it's November, you know, we should be having you know large functioning groups, and, and we do get a lot of those people ringing up, saying, "Oh, you know, I want a group of forty, and you can't do it." Oh, can we get a group of fifty? Can we use your back room? I said, oh, sorry, can't do it. Groups of ten. And and it was funny because uh, I think we 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 went through that, you know, for a function that I wanted to do, and uh, I was. You know, I thought, yeah, we can do that, and then it just hit me in the hit me in the face like a like a ton of bricks, and say, we can't, Joe. This you, we we need to be we need to be compliant. We need to work towards. And it was funny. I I had a long ride through Richmond and all through the different areas of the city, and I was really really worried. And I went, Jesus Christ! Like outside dining, there's people using each other's backs as as uh, as uh, as as seats. There's, it's, you know, we, we are, all right, there's zero cases, but if we add in the overseas, uh, people coming from back from overseas, or if there's going to be a, a cluster again, we're going to be in trouble again. And I, and I don't want to go through another one, you know. Yeah, I no, I hear you. And I've, um, I've got my Sunday Age restaurant column back and my review this Sunday is all about COVID safety and you know in it I reflect on what are the things that you need to judge you know what what are the things that you can judge a restaurant on at the moment and you know in the past I would say well it's the food it's the experience it's the context it's the story and now really I first have to feel safe and I have to feel that the business is looking after the community by keeping everybody safe that is the first and almost last thing to me I'm not going to go to a business that isn't doing the right thing in that regard and you know uh in 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 Prague in July they had a farewell party to the pandemic now their restaurants are closed 
in Greece, you know, they had a lovely summer. Now their restaurants are closed. In the UK, beautiful outdoorsy summer. Restaurants now locked down. So I think in Melbourne, better than anywhere in Australia, we should understand that things can go backwards just as easily. Well, actually, it's much easier to go backwards than it is to go forwards in a pandemic, you know, as we've all become experts in. So I really, you know, I'm glad that you are taking it so seriously because I feel like, you know, everybody needs to. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of the things that we need to do. And again, it, you know, we're looking at people's safety, but not just the customers, it's also your staff as well, which are, you know, your front of house staff that some, a lot of them, my front of house staff have elderly parents, like um, my, for example, my wife that does a lot of the deliveries and, you know, Daniela, she has two elderly, elderly parents, my, my restaurant manager here, elderly parents, my, my restaurant manager at Massey has elderly parents. And I, I kind of think, well, yeah, as much as the customer needs to be, have safety, the staff need safety as well. They can't be, you know, they can't just be people coming off the off the street and walking in and, you know, walking around the restaurant. And I find it now uh, very disrespectful and, and and offensive when, you know, there's maybe a group of eight and they're all kind of walking around and they want to go up and down to the toilet and things like that. And it's like, just sit down and calm down. Like everything's gonna, you know, we'll, we'll sort it all out for you. And, you know, and then demanding a table for twelve and. Uh, I'm, we're not going to come back if we don't get it. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not the fact that I want to do this, and I'm not trying to offend you. It's like this is what has to has to happen. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. So, I mean, Joe, you, you put so much energy into adding these extra streams to your business through the lockdowns, and now we've we've come out the other side. You've reopened, Mr. Bianco. It's, it's tough, as you've explained. You've still got the other things going as well and yet you don't really, you know, you don't completely trust the position we're in. You're scared about going backwards. In amongst all that and in amongst the exhaustion that you must be feeling and being so busy, as you say, like you really have to have your fingers in every part of the business. Like how are you going? How are you feeling? I actually don't even, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, Danny, I'm a, I'm a really, I'm a, I wouldn't say a strange beast. I think I come from a, I come from the he, the mindset of never, ever, ever give up. And, you know, it's, Jesus, it's like some people say, you know, say, oh, I really respect what you're doing. It's like, I'm not doing it because I want fame, fame. I'm doing it because I have, you know, two boys. I have a, a my, my wife depends on me. My two boys depending on me. I've got, um, you know, a business that, you know, a lot of a lot of people here have worked so hard as well, you know, for so long, and I, I can't give it up. I can't do it. It's just, and I say, okay, this is what we've got to do. We've got to make sure that the local community has something at home that, you know, whether it be something special, they're getting a kind of restaurant experience at home, or we're having a little bit of fun as well and doing some quirky things and. You know, we're launching a book, which I've had to kind of, you know, delay, you know, four months. So now it's the 24th. I said, I don't care what happens. The earth can freaking blow up. But the books, <laughs> the book is going to be launched on the 24th. And that's it. And that's where we're, and that's where we're going. Um, uh, how am I going? I haven't had time to sit, sit down and kind of think about it. But I, I, think, I think if I do sit down and kind of, I think I'm just going to fall in a heap. That's I, I'm just going on anxiety, or I'm just going on, you know, ah, you know, and 
uh, and thank God that we're allowed, you know, more than 25 kilometers because now I've got on my bike and, uh, uh, you know, I have I have a good support network around me. I've got some really loving loving people and um, and I've got some great doctors as well because I've got, you know, multiple sclerosis and, uh, you know, they're always keeping tabs on me and they're always, you know, updating my uh, my medications and things like that and, I don't know, Danny, yet. Um, let's let's see. I, I'm going to close uh, on the 1st of January. I'm going to close for two weeks, and I think I'm probably going to sleep for about a week. Yeah. I think you'll <laughs> deserve it. I, th- I hope there's a lot of um, good times in the, the restaurant and great staff coming into your team before that because, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a lot. It's just a lot, and it's very far from over yeah if i can say one other thing as well one one thing i've seen is that we're a lot of and i'll be very very frank and open because i've got nothing to hide is that we're also cannibalizing a lot of the the staff as well like you know getting hand hunted from me to go there that that person's getting hand up to go there the, and i just say if, you know possible just let's let's just uh let's just play a clean um, uh, uh, let's just hospitality. Let's just get back to you know being uh, people that are playing with a you know a straight bat. And I really, I really kind of wanted uh, hospitality to kind of realize what we were doing wrong prior. And now let's just get back to let's just get back to. And I and I say this with all all due respect and and everything. Guys, if you don't like what you're doing, I think it's the best time to get out now. You need to have a passion. I keep on saying this. If you don't like playing tennis and you play tennis for five hours and you go after the five hours, I fucking hate playing tennis. I'm never going to play again. And you continue playing, you know, you're not going to do it. And it's the same with hospitality. It's the same with any job. Now, if you don't like what you do, uh, for example, especially in hospitality, it's you're 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 literally killing yourself because not the fact that you not you don't work nine to five, you work in in hours where other people are going to enjoy themselves, and the hours of of Friday and Saturday and now Sunday as well, is that we need you, so you can't kind of pick and choose the hours that you want to do. Is that these are the hours that the that restaurants or you know uh, venues are open, and that's it. So if you hate what you do and you have a really bad attitude about it, it's best to just go to the agent and say, this is the restaurant, this is what I kind of want for it, and walk out now and look for a different um, um, career path because you're just hurting the rest of us and you know underpaying staff and all the rest of the, 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 the bunga stuff that goes on in this, in this industry. It's time to stop. And that's it because I'm sick and tired of being painted with the same brush of others that are doing this crap. And it's time to say, okay, if we have less restaurants, no problem. If we have more restaurants, whatever. But we need to kind of say, okay, we can't just cannibalize each other and backstab and crap that, that goes on. It's time to say, that's it. We've got we to gotta start working together. And if we do, we'll have a really, really beautiful industry working and we've got to make one thing as well we've got to make our farmers the hero that's it we can't you know say oh coals where one dollar milk man the the plastic costs you know 30 cents or whatever it is so what are we actually drinking like the farmers got to be the hero they have to be the one that is standing there and, and the chef like for for example 
I use some beautiful produce, all I have to do is grill it and put a little bit of salt, maybe a little bit of lemon juice, and the product's done. And we've got, and we've got to be happy with the, 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 the price that we pay for good, for, you know, for good food, you know. Um, that's my, my, uh, my, my sermon. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it would be a shame if out of this crisis there wasn't a bit of a reset. It definitely has been an opportunity to rethink. And I think uh, we were both, I think, fearful that that opportunity wouldn't be realised, that there would be such a back-to-normal drive when people were able to trade again. But it would be... It would be a missed opportunity if people didn't, I guess, reflect as you're saying and think, well, is this what I want to be doing? And if I do want to do it, then I really better do it well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, when you see those guests coming through your doors, do you say to yourself, oh, I wish they wouldn't come here? That's, that's your answer right there. If you say, oh, my God, who are these people? Oh, can you just get out? Like, oh, my God. Like, it's time to go, you know, I think. And that's, and that's, being, and that's, and that's being honest. You know, um, and if you have to, if you have to do the dishes, or you have to do, well, ev- everyone's role is as as important as everyone else. Uh, and you know, I think the last the last seven months, um, you know, I've been doing you name it, dishes, mopping, cleaning. Um, you just have to set the example. You got to set the example, you know, from the front. And and uh, and the guys that are on the on the visa, um, you know. If I have to, I apologise for what our government said at the start, and I wish that never, never was, never was the, never was the case. Uh, and we do uh, really, really value you, uh, and we need you. So please don't, uh, don't leave us. And if possible, I think the government should just do a kind of a, a mandated anyone on a visa, bang, everyone's now a resident, and and let's move forward. Um, and and uh, and keep everyone here. I think because their tax that they pay and 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 my tax that I it's the same thing. So why didn't they get the uh, you know even even it was even if it was like a a, a visa a care package or something like that like two hundred and fifty dollars or something like that just to just for them to buy maybe a new pair of shoes or you know get an ice cream or pay their rent or something like that. I don't know, but we we stuffed it up. Well, just to be seen. I think they were they were really they were really they were really turned into this other they were unseen they were ignored and yeah it's pretty disgraceful um okay well joe uh yeah it's really good to talk to you i'm so tired today and i, I feel like this now i've taken on some of the weight of your situation as well so now yeah. i'm gonna go have a nap but good. um yeah. it's been so lovely to talk to you have a brandy Okay, maybe a brandy then Thank and now. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joe. Great <laughs> to talk to you. And yes, sincerely wish you all the best. Thank you, Danny. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Weeds production.